Hi everyone, I'm Rebecca Gagan, and this is Waving Not Drowning, a UVic Bounce podcast. Today's episode is being recorded on the unceded and unsurrendered territories of the Wasanich and Lekwungen peoples. In today's episode, I talk with Dr. Selena Berg, an assistant teaching professor in the Department of Computer Science here at the University of Victoria. Selena completed her education at UVic with her graduate research following in the intersection of the principles of software engineering and complex software systems with a focus on parallel computing. Selena spent four years as a tenure track instructor at the University of British Columbia, teaching a range of computer science courses and developing curriculum to support active learning within lecture leveraging videos and programming tools. During her time at UBC, Selena was heavily involved with supporting student first year experience, acting as a professor in residence, and participating and leading university orientations. In Selena's current position at UVic, she has started to develop curriculum to support the active learning lecture approach that she used at UBC. She's really looking forward to being back on campus with students and to being able to introduce some programs to further support the student first year experience. In our conversation, Selena shares with me her experience of being an undergraduate student and needing to take a step away from her university studies. During that time, she engaged in some other really important life experiences, like starting to raise a family. And as she shares, it was also a time when she was able to reevaluate the direction of her studies and to determine that she didn't actually want to return to the program that she had been studying, but that she wanted to pursue a degree in computer science. And so, as she shares, at the age of 29, which is uh, surprisingly uh, called a quote-unquote mature student. She went back to university, but this time to a degree in computer science. She explains how she experienced um, so much joy, but also some challenges uh, being a mature student. And she shares so much wisdom and supportive words as she talks about her experience of reevaluating pivoting and um, really making room for changes of direction and changes of plan in her life. I'm Rebecca Gagan here today with Dr. Selena Berg, and this is Waving Not Drowning. Hi, Selena. It's so nice to have you uh, here today to talk with me. How have you been doing through all of this? <laughs> Hi, Rebecca. Thanks so much for having me. This is great. Um, definitely missing being on campus. Definitely missing seeing uh, students and, and especially, um, you know, within the within class. Um, I'm really grateful to be able to facilitate, still facilitate the learning online um, and allow students to still continue to get their education, you know, and and move their way towards their their degree completion. But wow, it's it's definitely a different environment. Yeah. And I mean, how have you been doing sort of personally through, I mean, now it's been wow, like a full year we have been doing this. Like how have you been holding up? <laughs> well, you know, it's, I feel like the transition to online has, you know, made 
um, our job even maybe bigger than it than it was and and definitely trying to to keep some consistency with the material that we're teaching to students but also trying to figure out how to do it in this online environment does definitely adds to our workload um, I definitely you know my husband's great tries to get me out for air every day um, doesn't always happen but you know that's really important um, you know, I try to get exercise for myself, you know, getting getting some exercise and actually getting my heart rate up and it, you know, generates endorphins for me and, and I feel like, you know, I get this boost of energy, which is fantastic, but at the same time, you know, I'm pulling some 12 hour days and 14 hour days like some of these, you know, like many of our students are. And, uh, and it's, it's hard to hard to fit it in and, and but you know making being cognizant of that and trying to find that balance is is important. Is there anything that you found um, particularly helpful or supportive this past year, Selena? Your pause suggests that it's, you know, I actually, there's a lot of honesty in that pause. You know, like, I'm actually trying to think about what has been helpful. I know, right? Well, and I guess, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go back to, you know, my, my husband, he's, he's lucky enough to still have a small office that he goes into. So he sort of changes location from the morning um, to his work and then comes home. And so, you know, he's been really good at, at, reminding me that I need to get out and get air and you know change the scenery from you know just staring here at the, my screens so yeah I, I really rely heavily on him well and I think in the same way and I've said this before on this uh, podcast like I think if I didn't have a dog I might like not go outside at all like the dog <laughs> needs to be walked and she'll you know come and sit and, and look at me and and remind me that I need to get outside but but that is this strange piece like I I think um you know just staring at the screen so much and and again I've said this before this feeling of you know a day will go by and I'll realize like I haven't left my house and I'm sure as you say a lot of students feel the same way and without those reminders you know to get outside and whether that comes from somebody with whom you might be living or you know your dog looking at you um you know desperately wanting to get outside it can be really tough to like to break that up and do the things that we know are important and that we know are good for us but that somehow you know, the days just kind of spill over and, you know, one into the next and suddenly it's been three days and you've not really, you know, left the house to, to do anything. So, yeah, I, I, as I say, I just really appreciate um, your pause there and actually trying to, trying to think about what is helpful because I think that, you know, we're told, yes, like by, everybody, you know, get out, go, go for walks. And it's like, okay, yeah, I, I grasp that that's helpful. But, you know, there, there's just so much that's needed right now that, a, that while a walk will do something, it won't fix all of the things that are, are needed right now. And so, um, yeah, I just, as I say, I just really appreciate that, uh, that, that, yeah thoughtful pause to try to think about. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting because you say that, you know, like, it's like, yeah, we know we need to do this. We know we need to go out and I'm lucky enough to have someone to say, hey, let's go. Um, you know, one thing that, you know, I'm, I'm big into is lists. 
Um, and my husband even makes lists for us on the weekend of the things we're fun things we're going to do or mixed in with the, the chores that we're going to do. But, you know, for myself during the day, I've got to, you know, that's how I start out my day is I make a list of the things that I that I need to get done. And I enumerate them in sort of priority order and sort of check them off. It gives me this sense of completion. Yeah. Um, but, you know, adding that, you know, break that mental mm-hmm. wellness break to your list yeah. is really important too. Yeah. That it's an important to do, uh, uh, you know, something that is also in your day that you need to factor in and build. Yeah, for. absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'll add that to my list today and the sun is shining. So absolutely. I will be um, getting out today. So Selena, as I said, I'm so happy <laughs> to have a chance to, to meet you this way and to, to talk with you and, um, you know, uh, as you know, this podcast is all about uh, faculty really sharing their own uh, student experience, their experience um, as being students, and also really sharing some of the challenges, some of the difficulties that um, they might have experienced as either undergrad or grad. And so I'm really eager um, to hear your own story about being a student and sort of, you know, from the beginning to how, you know, for, to how you got to this point, uh, being an assistant teaching professor here at UVic. Wow. It feels like a a very long, long journey, Um, you know, but I feel bad, Rebecca, because I'm going to start out with like, my experience wasn't great in first year. It was, you know, I was young. I, you know, moved to Victoria as as a very young person on my own away from home Um, no one to tell me to go to class I would sleep through class um, at times and then you know I'd attempt to catch up by staying home from class because I thought you know I'll just dedicate the time instead of going to lecture and quote unquote wasting my my those hours getting to class and and coming from class well first year didn't go well (laughs) you know the courses I passed were the ones I had the context for from high school because you know I was a a fairly intelligent person that you know had some background but you know I, I failed many courses um and it so it didn't go well and you know I had to take a step back and go okay you know how am I responsible for the result what can I do to change my learning strategies to make sure that I'm you know doing better and making better use of my time so I think that's when I started with the, you know, lists and being more organized, making sure that, you know, I went to class because, and making sure that I made use of that lecture time, like, uh, that's where most of my learning happened. And I still needed to go after class and and review and practice things. That was really important. Um, But making use of that lecture time and making use of my instructor or my teacher, my professor as a resource was, you know, something that really changed for me in my second year. And my grades took a huge uptick. <laughs> like, it was like night and day. You know, there was no failing classes, but I was definitely, you know, my GPA was, it was very good in my second year. Um, and I, you know, I attribute it to just like, again, this, this, um, scheduling your life, scheduling your, you know, um, making use of the, the, 
resources that are there for you. I didn't end up spending time playing catch up because I wasn't, Mm -hmm. I was missing lecture, right? That was like, I felt like I was spending maybe less time studying, but it was more focused time and, and, and just more efficient. So so was there a moment, uh, Selena, like at the end of first year? So after you, obviously you took some time to reflect that that wasn't whatever you were doing had not worked. (laughs) Definitely Um, not worked. (laughs) And so I guess I'm just interested. And I think um, our audience might be interested to know, like, what was there something that kind of, um, like catalyzed that shift for you and 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 what program were you in again I was in biochemistry oh, okay so you yeah bio- yeah yeah so I mean definitely you know all the you know all the sciences um so I you know I just I I guess at the end of first year I was like okay I don't want to I want to have finished my degree like I want a degree and mm-hmm. If I don't pass classes, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do that. And, uh, you know, and, and that was sort of my motivation to become a better student. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like, and, and that's uh, this kind of moment of reckoning where you actually got right down to the fundamentals. Like, do you want the degree or not? Yeah. Yeah. And if you yeah. wanted it, then something had to change in terms of how you were going about getting the degree. Right. And Rebecca, so I'm going to, I'm going to transition here and it's like, yeah, we want it. I want, I decided that I knew I wanted a degree and I knew that, you know, I had to change the way I was doing things. So I did. And then I was really successful, got a great co-op term, uh, worked in co-op. I was like, nah, this job kind of, I don't really this is not up my alley. I don't really like doing this. You know, what, what was the co-op in? It was, um, I was working in, a, in an environmental lab okay. and it was, I mean, parts of it were great. Um, but, you know, I just, you know, the, the pipetting and the measuring and the rinsing and I just, I, I, I it got maybe a little bit more too mundane for me. Um, and maybe had I given the 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 degree of you know a longer chance that you know maybe that would have uh, I would have transitioned into something that was you know interesting to me. But what I realized was you know when I stopped to reflect on you know the reflection from first year to second year was okay I know I need <laughs> I know we need to pass these courses to get a degree I want a degree, and the reflection from second year to third year was what is it that I like you know, and I felt like I was more in, you know, connected with the, the math, the physics, you know, the organic chemistry, because it was more, you know, the, the math side of things and the more mathematical side of things, you know, the biology and the, you know, the other form of sciences, I wasn't as interested in. Uh, so I was like, hmm, that's, you know, I'm not really sure I, that this is what I want to do or even understand what I want, what I want to do. So I actually took a break and I didn't, I didn't actually complete that biochem degree. And so that was after second year or third year? I, I started third year and then just stopped. Stopped. Yeah. And so, um, so important, I think, Selena, that you've um, shared here that, you know, that work of kind of reflecting on what you what you were doing in your degree, you know, happened in stages so that you, you know, decide, okay, I want a degree and then realize, but not this degree. 
Yeah. Not this degree. Right. Yeah. And so, um, and you know, I had a, another conversation, um, with another faculty member, Jessica Rourke. And, uh, you know, we were talking about this very thing about how tough it is to make that decision because there's so much pressure to stick something out, even if you don't like it, that, oh, no, 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 like you're, you know, that's kind of a fail if you walk away from from the degree, even though, you know, in some cases, like you hate what you're studying or like it makes you miserable. Um, and so, you know, that conversation with Jessica, which reminds me of what you're sharing here, Selena, is it's just like, you know, the universe, going to university isn't something just to be survived, right? Like it's, <laughs> you know, like students should have the chance to, to thrive. And I think that discourse around, oh, no, 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 you just stick it out at all costs, right? That doesn't matter what's going on or whether you like it or don't like it, you just do it. And so I think that it, takes support, but also a kind of um, courage and an awareness that it's your degree and that you get to choose what that's going to look like and how, you know, what you're going to study. So tell me a bit more about that decision to step away from biochem. Yeah, that was, you know, that was part of my decision was related to, you know, I'm realizing that, you know, this wasn't sort of a degree that I was maybe interested in. Plus, you know, life came into play, you know, I, I actually got pregnant in my third year. And I felt like, you know, given I wasn't really invested in the degree, I felt like I needed to take time and, and, you know, do the parent thing. And, you know, for, for um, five years, I, you know, was uh, at home with my kids. I worked um, a little bit for when they were a little bit older. Um, but, you know, I really focused on, on the parenting part of things. In the back of my mind, though, I always knew that I wanted a degree. You know, I always wanted uh, a degree. Um, luckily enough, I, you know, I worked for uh, a municipality in, in Victoria and I was offered an internship later on. My kids were probably, you know, four and five at that point. Um, and it was in an IT department. And I worked with a bunch of people that had computer science degrees. And I was like, this is really cool. And, uh, and then I started investigating and I was like, hey, you know what, like all these courses that I already took in my biochem degree, they fit for this degree. I could go do my uh, undergrad in computer science and I could probably finish that in a couple of years. And I thought, you know, maybe I'll do that. So I thought, ah, you know what, let me, let me try a programming course. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll try this first programming course and see how it goes. And definitely the learning curve was like super steep, you know, and it's funny, you know, I started school when both of my kids were in school. So I think my youngest was five and my own, my older one was six and we were all going to school and it was chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it was crazy. Um, but again, you know, that, that lesson that I learned back in first and second year of you got to schedule things, you got to make lists, you got to be, you know, you just got to take and take advantage of the resources that that are there for you and don't skip class <laughs> right and use your professors I used all of those strategies and you know um I loved the programming it was definitely you know 
hard because and I looked around and some students in the class they'd been programming you know for years and I was like wow I have no idea what you're talking about but this is kind of cool and it's super frustrating but then it would work and then you're like oh wow this is awesome it's the sort of highs and lows of, of learning and I just I was like okay I'm hooked I gotta I gotta finish this degree so that's what sort of got me back into school and, and I was you know this 29 year old student <laughs> that had two kids um, but, you know, my, my fellow students were, you know, 18 and 19 and 20, and I still, you know, was in study groups with them and, you know, worked together with them and, you know, they'd explain things to me, I'd explain things to them and uh, worked on projects and, you know, I'm sure I seemed like the old person, but at the same time, you know, I, I, did, I did develop a lot of friendships. Well, and... Um... Selena, it sounds like, uh, you know, going back as a mature student at 29, I mean, even using the word, I don't know, like mature, even, even the fact that we designate, I know. You know, at <laughs> I any know. point, like, at what point are you considered a mature student? But, uh, and if only I could be 29 again, I would take it in a heartbeat. <laughs> I, I will gladly take the label mature student. Now, and um, you know, it sounds like it was um, a kind of chaotic time, as you say, but that there were also a lot of joys that came with um, going back to school and making that decision, and that you were able to use some of the skills that you learned in second year, as okay. you say, and and so one of the things that uh, we've talked about a bit on this podcast is how the skills that you start to learn in terms of like organizing your schedule and um, um, attending class and all of those activities are, are kind of life skills that will then help you once you, um, as, as you mature and continue on in, in your life and whether you have children or not, or enter into the workforce that all of those skills come back in a different way perhaps, but that you'll need to draw on them. And so, you know, figuring out sooner rather than later how to organize your life is such a key, a key piece of it. It sounds like it really helped you when you went back with a busy family and uh, needing to really organize your time for that second degree. Yeah, it, it did. It did. And definitely um, those skills I learned definitely helped. But one thing that, you know, I had, I felt as a 29 year old student that I didn't, even in my second year, you know, the, where I was, you know, successful in my classes was the understanding of the relationship that I needed to develop with my professors. So coming out of high school, I saw teachers as a sort of authoritarian figure. They were, you know, they were telling me, you know, what to do and I was doing it and, you know, following instructions. But, you know, being a mature student, I realized that, you know, my professors were, had this I had this ability to use them as mentors and talk to them, have conversations with them, visit them in office hours, even, you know, if I didn't have questions about the material, just to learn about, you know, what they were doing, what their research was, um, what their paths were, um, you know, and, and their experiences. And I felt that that was really useful for me. And it opened up a lot of doors for me that I, I didn't even really consider. Like, you know, I was, you know, coming back to school, I had a young family, I was going to finish my degree in you know, two years and be out and then I was going to go get a job. That was the plan. And, you know, after talking to 
um, some of my professors. Uh, I ended up doing a summer research program funded by NSERC. And, uh, and that was amazing. It gave me the opportunity to actually, you know, experience research without having to go to commit to going to grad school, right? And, you know, I, I started to work on this project where I was like, this is awesome. The summer ended. I still had, you know, another couple terms to finish my degree or another term to finish my degree. But I figured, you know, maybe, maybe grad school is the, is the way to go. And, you know, it, it just opened up a lot of doors for me, not thinking of grad school as an option to, you know, going to grad school, being funded by, um, by the federal government to go, you know, on scholarship, yeah. basically being paid to, you know, do my, do my uh, master's and my PhD, you know, those, those opportunities wouldn't have been there had I not had those conversations with my with my professors mm-hmm. that it opened um as you say though it opened up opportunities for you to and it all started with as you say interacting differently with um your professors and realizing that you know when profs always say this and i think it's hard though for students to kind of embrace it when profs are like no no like come to my office hours come see me like you know it's part of my job but it's also um you know, the job isn't just to help with, um, you know, problems with the material. It's also to mentor students in the way that you were, right? And to um, expose students to new opportunities and to new avenues of research. And I think that what you're sharing here, Selena, is that in having that kind of approach and being able to see your profs as um, people with whom you could have these kinds of conversations, I mean, it led to this moment, right, where you are here at UVic and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, an assistant teaching professor. And I, I guess I feel just listening to your story that it, it's really amazing. <laughs> like, it, it, it just, it, it brings a lot of joy just to hear this story of, you know, a, a kind of, as you say, a long journey, but one in which you kept kind of making shifts and also one in which you were kind of um, open to change and yeah. to what might come, right? Yeah. So even though you said, okay, I'm going back and it's just going to be two years, right? But like, how amazing is that, that you did your two years and then it's like, no, like I'm going to grad school and I had all these other, you had all these other opportunities. And um, I, I feel like, as you say, a lot of that wouldn't have happened had you not been willing to in the first place say you know i'm not going to do this degree that i'm not enjoying you know Mm -hmm. i'm not going to do that and then oh hey maybe i could do this right and then talking to your and then having going you know being kind of um proactive and and talking to profs that then led to all these other opportunities that then you know furthered your your career in these wonderful ways like Mm-hmm. I, I don't yeah, know. It's, it's, it's something it, so it, joyful about it all. <laughs> well, it's about, you know, yes, it's important to have goals and a plan, but 
but it's also okay to step back and reflect on what's happening and readjust those goals and those plans, mm. right? And, and I mean, ultimately, I'm in a job that I love now, right? I love interacting with students. And it's, you know, it's, it's the reason I miss being on campus so much is I miss seeing their faces. Like I just, you know, oh, the, the classroom just seems so bizarre now with, you know, staring at these black screens and you don't get to sort of get even just the furrow of a brow or the you know tilt of a head where it's like okay they didn't get what I just said (laughs) just just missing it completely and and uh I mean I I just feel so lucky to be in a job that I love but I am you know even just talking to you today you know it's like wow yeah my my path here has taken this sort of zigzaggy uh route um but you know at every point at every point and turn you know, I've always stopped to reflect and go, okay, you know, this is the plan. Do I need to readjust? Mm-hmm. And and I think too, just thinking about your journey, Selena, that, you know, I'm sure, you know, that summer after first year, and as you say, failing many courses and feeling like, what am I going to do now? Like, I can understand how as a student, that would feel sort of like the end of the world, right? In a certain sense, right? Like, you know, I've screwed this up. Like, how, how, what do I do now? Like, how do I redeem this, right? That, that there was that moment of needing to, as you say, like shift, readjust, and then you did it again after third year. But what you didn't do, which I think is so significant here, it wasn't a case that you in your journey just like, you know, okay, well, I'm successful now. And I put that in quotation marks because I think, you know, there's so much emphasis on success and that you hold on at all costs. You weather all challenges, all difficulties, (laughs) um, and you just endure. And it's that difference, as I said, between surviving and thriving, right? So you chose not to, to do your degree that way, right? Like you're, you had those difficulties. You had those for sure, those challenges, right? Where it's like, this is a really difficult moment. Mm-hmm. You know, what am I going to do here? Yeah. And it wasn't that you said, well, you know, there's a lot of pressure to just, you know, tough this out or just keep going. And you didn't do that. And it doesn't, I guess what I'm trying to flag here is that there is that narrative of you love your job now, you're happy, you um, had a long journey, but you got there. But that's not really the narrative that we're talking about here. What we're talking about is that you had it, you know, a journey that was really challenging at a lot of time and and needed a lot of readjustment, Uh a lot of taking steps back and reflecting, taking breaks, coming back, you know, it, and now the fact that you love your job and um, have gotten to this place, it's the result of all of that work. All of those changes and, and all, all those choices, yeah, and all of those choices, and that you know you were making those choices for, for yourself and kind of being, I guess, like kind of open to experiencing that difficulty, but also knowing that um, there were other choices, mm-hmm. so that you were, in my mind, like you made that choice to thrive as I say, I think that takes courage in the midst of all of the pressures um, that students experience. 
Yeah, I think for me, you know, again, just reflecting on this now, for me, the big thing was when I changed course or when I, you know, reflected and, and made a change in the plan that I, you know, had set, I didn't ever see that as failure. I saw it. Mm-hmm. I chose to see it as a choice. And I feel like for some students where, you know, they've set out to do a certain degree and have this certain expectation and those expectations might come from themselves or Mm -hmm. from, you know, external sources. Um, They feel like, you know, if they're not enjoying it or not, it's not what they're liking. They feel that pressure to stick with that course of action. And, and if they don't, it's, you know, it's failure. And I, I would encourage people to, you know, to step back and go no change is not failure changes changes growth and we you know we as as humans especially you know for myself as a female in my you know early 20s I changed and developed so much you know to imagine that at 17 I would know what I wanted to do for the rest of my life you know which I thought I did um you know is I didn't when I look back is just that's just silly (laughs) right yeah yeah absolutely and I I think it's so important what what you're saying here selena about reframing failure right or like that it's not failure like making a decision to not pursue a degree that you don't enjoy that's not failure right i mean mm-hmm. and it it's also as you say about growth and making choices that uh, and being flexible and and changing that there is a way in which when you're a student it can absolutely feel like failure and you know, I, and I certainly experienced this as a student, like just feeling shame around, you know, something not working out how I thought it would and feeling like, well, that must mean that I suck. Right. And that like, I can't do this. And, um, and that can feel really, really difficult. Right. But as you say, it's, it's, it's all growth, it's all learning. And, you know, the university doesn't have to be structured on that kind of, you know, success, failure, binary right mm-hmm. yeah that's not how we have to see our our narratives and that there is so much room yeah. and so much space for growth yep and and, that, even, you know, and even when you're on the path where you know you know you're enjoying this path and that's the you know the path that you're going to take for me you know my undergrad was it was not smooth sailing you know once i you know once i was in computer science it was it was not um you know it was a struggle like the courses were hard and, you know, I was, you know, like I said earlier, I was, you know, around other students that had much more experience than I did. And, you know, and, and, you know, from my perspective seemed to be getting it so much quicker than I was. And, and I feel like, you know, and I was one of very few females in the classes, right. Especially when I got to the upper level courses and, and it felt, you know, harder to connect sometimes and and also feeling you know like I was out of place so there's you know all of these those struggles that you're gonna that you're gonna battle with but you know reaching out for support and again connecting with with uh, professors and other students um, can be helpful but I, I also feel like you know having confidence in your and your, you know, abilities and your results, even in the context of your own learning, not in comparison to everybody else right. is important. And I don't know that I had that even as a, you know, quote unquote, mature student. Well, um, and, and I know. think that kind of confidence or a kind of 
you know, rootedness in yourself, that too is something that just takes time to develop. And it develops, I think, in part as a result of all of the work and changes and, and those, some of those challenges, right. That it's, um, it can be really tough, as you say, to feel as if everyone else has it figured out, um, whether that's the course material or life and, and you're still struggling. <laughs> so Selena, what, um, here's a kind of, uh, question maybe to, to, to end things off here, but, um, if you were to talk with your undergrad self and whether that's the undergrad self from the first undergrad or the second undergrad, um, <laughs> what might you say to that, um, to that young woman? Wow. Yeah. I don't know that she would have listened. <laughs> um, you know, again, one of those things where sometimes you just gotta hit that rock a couple times, you know, <laughs> brick wall a couple times before you're like, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. But you know, the things that, the things that I think that I didn't do early on that I feel like had I done would have made my path maybe a little less zigzaggy. Um, you know, seeing my seeing my professors as sort of mentors, colleagues earlier on, um, in that connecting with them, um, you know, using them as a resource when I was stuck. I was so afraid in first year to go and admit that I didn't know how to do something, so I'd you know struggle for hours on my own trying to figure it out instead of just going and getting you know a little bit of help. You know, that's, you know, that was, that was a time sink, right? So that would be, you know, that would be a really, really important piece that I would, I would suggest for students. Um, the other thing is, you know, be curious, you know, be curious, want to learn for the sake of learning things that you're interested in. And that will you'll forever be a lifelong learner if you're always curious and you'll always be, you know, working on the things that you love if you continue to, you know, investigate those things that you are interested in. You know, that as much as, you know, our professors when we're in classes are there to teach us and, and sort of impart knowledge to us and, and, and uh, they can't teach us everything, right? And you have to spend the time and you have to um, be interested enough in the material to sort of dig deeper into it and, 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 and spend the time practicing and learning it. And again, I, it's that, you know, coming back to that, that same thing, be curious. Well, Selena, it sounds as if um, that piece of advice around curiosity and to stay curious is um, really speaking to that moment where you did change course a couple of times, right? That you were curious about um, computer science, right? Even though mm -hmm. like you were doing a different job, right? So yeah. you said you were in a job, you were curious about computer science um, and, and so decided to start to investigate that and what might that look like, right? To follow up on that path of knowledge, which has led you to, to this point, right? And to sort of follow what, as you say, what you're curious about and what's your what you're interested in, even if that means leaving a degree 
about which you're no longer curious, right? <laughs> that, that, that like, right. no, I think my curiosity on this subject has run out, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, but, but I think it's so fascinating to think about letting that kind of lead you, right? And in that way, you're leading, you know, with both your heart and your mind um, at the same time, right? To, to the things that you are passionate about, that you care about, that you want to learn more about. And then it's this kind of, never-ending journey in a sense right because you just it keeps unfurling right and 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 who knows where it's going to lead but that's the sort of um surprise or the joy that I think I find in your story that it had its challenges absolutely but that there was this kind of you know joy in the in the unfolding of it all that you know led you to this moment and that is something just so I think inspiring and beautiful not because as we've said it's this moment of triumph but because it was this moment of really like coming into yourself and what you wanted to do and what you wanted to study and and that's the kind of um beauty or joy of it so um, just thank you so much, Selena, for, for talking with me today. I've really enjoyed this conversation and uh, learned a lot from it. So I so appreciate you being here. Thank you, Rebecca. You know what? It's honestly, I, you know, so busy. And I was thinking yesterday how I got to make time for, for Rebecca tomorrow. And, you know, I was trying to figure out where I was going to fit that in. But after having chatted with you, you know, this has been, you know, a nice reflection and a nice step away to, to, from on, we're online, I know, but, you know, step away from COVID and to reflect back on why I am where I am and, you know, how much I enjoy teaching and, and, uh, and the students. So um, I appreciate you having me. That's been fantastic. Thanks so much, Selena. Take good care. In next week's episode of Waving, Not Drowning, I talk with Dr. Ire Iohar, an assistant professor in the Faculty of Law here at the University of Victoria. In this powerful and incredibly inspiring conversation, Ire shares some words of support and wisdom about how to cope with not being seen, with not having your humanity recognized by others, not only in the classroom, but elsewhere, and how to embrace and celebrate what she calls your natural stardom. I loved this conversation so much and learned so much from it. I cannot wait for you to hear it. I really hope that you'll tune in. You can keep listening to episodes of Waving Not Drowning on Anchor FM, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. We'd love it if you would give us a like and a follow on Instagram at UVicBounce. Tune in next week for another great conversation. Until then, be well. Oh,